Welcome to Watchmen on the Wall, a daily outreach of Southwest Radio Ministries and SWRC.com. God is still on the throne, and prayer changes things. Today, staff evangelist Josh Davis will delve into his new book, Fake Jesus, to examine important questions like, is Jesus God? And if he is God, what kind of God is he? The latest issue of the Prophecy in the News magazine is out. Started by J.R. Church, Prophecy in the News magazine stands out as the place to go for in-depth analysis of current events in light of Scripture. Prophecy in the News magazine features analysis of the important issues facing the Christian. Make sure you don't get left behind. Subscribe to the Prophecy in the News magazine today. Call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. Or visit this website, prophecyinthenews.com. Is the Jesus you follow real? Or do you follow a fake Jesus? Here's Greg Patton with his guest, Staff Evangelist Josh Davis. Hello, everybody. I'm Greg Patton. What a joy to come to you this day. And we have a very special guest with us today, Josh Davis, who just happens to be Staff Evangelist at Southwest Radio Church. And boy, we've had so many times together in the last year or two. I've really enjoyed my time. Josh Davis, welcome to the program today. Thank you, Pastor Greg. It's my privilege to be with you today. You still are a pastor, right? You're pastoring a church? Yes, sir. Yeah, I still serve with my father as an assistant to him. And when I started here with Southwest Radio, I cut back to part-time at the church. So God's good to us, and the church has lended more than 100% of support behind the efforts here of Southwest Radio. And it seems to be really a win-win for both our church and for the ministry here. Well, you got to have your hands full, pastoring with your father over there in Virginia. You have a family, wife, children. You have Southwest Radio Church. You're uh, writing a book. How do you keep a handle on all those things? Well, just trusting in the Lord and having patient people around me <laughs> goes a very long way. My wife is very understanding of the ministry things, and we tried to carve out time. This is one of the things that my wife and I have done for many years is we set aside time each week. We carve that out first and foremost on our schedules that this is going to be date night. This is going to be time for us together. We typically set aside Friday nights just for each other for a date night. And it may just be something very simple, it may just be two or three hours, whatever the case may be. But we start our calendar there and then build around that with other ministry things. And over the years, I've had to say no to some ministry opportunities that came up on Friday nights because I'd made that commitment to my wife, and then other times with family that made similar commitments. So it helps me to keep the priorities straight. I don't do a perfect job of it, of course. No one does, I'm sure, but at least that's a starting point for me and my family. I'm thinking about my own pastor. This is only... The second time I've ever heard this, my uh, pastor's James Bachman, Dr. James Bachman, Roanoke Baptist Church, he retired a couple of years ago, but he's still very active in many uh, areas. And one of those things that he's always done since I've known him years and years and years, date night, Friday night. 
And I got to tell you, Josh, here's where it's going. Okay, when you get a little older with your wife, the kids are all gone. You're going to do what Pastor Bachman does. And Friday nights, they go out and drive the countryside and look for deer. And their, their record now is 101 deer so far, witnessed on one Friday night. So I just want you to know what your future holds. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Pastor Greg. It's, uh, it is something that we committed to years ago, and it was born out of some difficulty because I was allowing ministry to creep in and really pushed out time with my family that I was being intentional about. And so we came to that decision that we have to make it a priority. We have to put that first on the calendar because, as you know, Pastor Greg, much better than I do, ministry tends to squeeze everything else out of your calendar. And if you're not intentional about family time and other priorities like that, it it gets squeezed out, pushed to the side. So uh, that was born out of necessity in a certain sense, but it became a real priority for us in our family life. That's fantastic. And I'm all pastors listening, I'm sure going to take heed to that. And uh, they would agree with you 100%. Good advice from a young pastor. It's Josh Davis. He's staff evangelist here at SWRC. How long have you been staff evangelist, Josh? Since the end of October. So just a, a few months, getting close to my first year anniversary in a couple more months. Going back several years ago now, I was praying. I was in a city park where I live and just praying to the Lord, seeking Him. I felt a burden to write, to be more involved in writing and in other forms of ministry, such as the things I'm doing now at SWRC, but the opportunity wasn't there. And I just laid it out before the Lord in a time of prayer in that park and just said, God, I'm putting this into your hands if this is your will, if this is your direction for me, just open up the door, open up the opportunity in your timing according to your will. And then out of the blue, totally unexpected, and and this was a couple years later, uh, I was contacted by someone associated with SWRC and, and told me about the opportunity and different things. And it was just mind blown how the, the Lord had lined up you know, my beliefs with their beliefs, my values with their values, my uh, vision for ministry with their vision for ministry is just hand in hand seemed to fit so well. God gave me more than enough opportunities to write and, and all the books that I can write and all the articles that I can write more than I can handle. So uh, God opened up that door. It wasn't necessarily in my timing, but it was his perfect timing. He was lining things up for me that I could have never even imagined. So I praise God and give him all the glory and the credit. I could have never worked this out if I'd tried in a million years. That's excellent. And, and as long as you continue to follow him, stay on the straight and narrow and trusting him, exciting things are going to happen. You know, uh, uh, today is uh, my 76th birthday and uh, I am busier than I've ever been in pastoring the church, in counseling, in book writing, and working with Southwest Radio Church, our meetings around the country, and our own radio program called Hello World. But it's exciting to be able to serve God and just say, Lord, whatever you have for me, uh, I'm ready. As I've worked with you at Southwest, I sense that from you. You're ready to serve wherever you can. It's pretty amazing. God is using you in a very special way. 
And I've always been one to want to be available to be used. And somebody jokingly said, God uses fat Christians, F-A-T, faithful, available, teachable. And that analogy, of course, stuck with me. That is so true. And so that's just always been my attitude. My dad really ingrained that in me. Other people as well. Uh, Just be willing to do anything and everything that you're asked. If that means cleaning the toilets, I'm going to clean the toilets. If that means sweeping up, I'm going to sweep up. Whatever it is, how I can serve the Lord, uh, I want to be a servant to the Lord and do it joyfully as I am doing it as an act of worship to our Lord God. I'm going to pray that you just continue to have a long, long life serving the Lord Jesus Christ in whatever capacity he puts you in, and uh, it'll be exciting to uh, however many years I have left to to serve with you, brother. It's been a a real joy and an honor to be a part of things with you at Southwest Radio Church, and I have told uh, Matthew Hill, who's the CEO of Southwest, you got a good one when you got Josh Davis, and so uh, praise the Lord for you, brother. I'm really grateful that you're a part of Southwest. Thank you, Pastor Greg. I'm glad that we get to serve the Lord together as well. It's uh, truly a team effort, and I'm so glad that we all can have a small part in what the Lord is doing through the ministry here at Southwest Radio. Amen. Well, they probably would like for us to talk a little bit about your first book. Tell us a little bit about that. I mean, some people maybe have never never heard of it. I've heard you uh, speak at every conference a little bit about it. So maybe you can just tell our audience in brief here, what is Fake Jesus about? It's a book, again, that was born out of some of the stumbling blocks that I came across in my life. You know, when I went to college, I was thinking about pharmacy school, and I'll save that story for a little bit later, perhaps. But I went to a quote-unquote Christian college, and it was Christian in their advertising, all their marketing, the materials they sent to you, a Christ-centered education. Now, it was a small school close by where I live, and so it's not a name that most people would recognize. And in fact, thank God I've heard that they have had a, a bit of turning back to the Lord since I was there. When I was on campus, it seemed to be Christian in name only, or at least their idea of Christianity was quite a bit different than how I grew up a Bible-believing Christian. So when I went to certain classes that people were required to take, and I went to other uh, courses that I was taking with some of the religion faculty, uh, they would make comments like, well, we don't know who wrote First and Second Peter. Uh, we don't know if these things are original. And they really undermined Scripture. And uh, I remember certain times that this was really a sticking point because I I just grew up believing that it was God's Word, that He had given it to us. And so this is really the first time that I was exposed to a lot of these kinds of arguments. And so I began to question my faith. Have I believed a bunch of lies? Have I just been led down the primrose path? And here I am at a quote-unquote Christian college. Although I was studying science at the time, everybody was required to take certain religious courses. And so I really began to question, is this faith worth believing? Have I believed a pack of lies? And so I began to dive deep into the faith to try to understand, is there a logical basis for the Christian faith? Is there a reason why I believe the Bible is the Word of God? Is there a reason why I believe Jesus is the Son of God? 
And so the first half of the book, Fake Jesus, really digs into those things. How do we know that Jesus really is God? How do we know that truth really exists? These central questions. And thank God when I came out on the other side of my questions, I found that, yes, we do have solid reasons for believing that Jesus is God and that the Bible can be trusted as an authentic and reliable and historical record of what actually took place. God opened up my mind and my heart to a whole new area of Christian thought that I never knew existed, and that's the area of Christian apologetics. And that just simply means defending the faith, the reason for why we believe what we believe. I didn't even know that existed until I began to search some of these things out. And I kept coming up against a couple of names. And Dr. Norman Geisler was one of those at the top of the list that had written volume after volume after volume defending the Christian faith. And so I was able to attend seminary that he founded and was a professor at, and I got to sit under about five courses with Dr. Norman Geisler. And, and his influence really shines through uh, this book as I blend together my personal stories with the contents of this book. And so that's the first half of the book. And then the second half, I really get into misconceptions that even Christian people have about who Jesus really is. And there's so many times that we don't understand what Jesus is doing in our lives. And I wanted to blend my story with Scripture and help people to understand what is Jesus up to in your life? How do we sometimes get a misconception of Jesus into our mind and into our heart that makes us turn away from him in anger, that makes us go away from him to serve other gods or to bring idols into our lives? And really, that's what these fake Jesuses are. It's, a, it's an idol that has replaced the authentic Jesus in our heart and in our mind. And so I wanted to write to expose these things and to help people to see that the real Jesus, the authentic Jesus, is one who can be trusted and who has our best interest at heart and who knows what is best for us. And he is bringing us to a beautiful place where we can enjoy a vibrant, healthy relationship with him for all of eternity. All right. Just joined us, ladies and gentlemen, here at Watchman on the Wall, Southwest Radio Church. We're talking today with Josh Davis, staff evangelist at Southwest Radio Church. And this book, Fake Jesus, along with so many beautiful works out there, available at Southwest Radio Church, swrc.com, swrc.com, or you can call 1-800-652-1144, one 1144 So Josh, how long were you thinking about this before you started pinning fake Jesus, those fake things that could be in a Christian's life? Well, really, this book took me a lifetime to write in one sense, because these are lessons that I learned the hard way through years of perhaps falling for various fake Jesuses, and I share my story, how that I was really growing in my faith through the misconceptions. But uh, the actual writing of the book, I was able to put it together in a couple of months based on a lot of notes and things that I had had. And in one sense, to me, it felt like something that was 
shut up in my bones that I just had to get out onto paper. And so praise God for the opportunity to be able to dedicate some very long hours for the course of about two months to just really put it together and get it out. When you go out to the meetings, et cetera, and of course I've listened to you, et cetera, I know you do one about things happening in the world today, one of your sessions, but basically what do you hit on when you speak on this over a 45-minute period? I try to change it up from location to location so it's not always the same exact thing, but I do try to emphasize my story and how that I went to the college and how that I began to fall for some of these things, and then I spend time unpacking some of the fakes, like the Santa Claus fake Jesus, and tell my story there of how that I went to pharmacy school. Excuse me, I was trying to go into pharmacy school. I was in pre-pharmacy as a major in college, and as I came into college, I was thinking about money, and really money was my idol at that point. And I was thinking, okay, God, I'm active in church. I'm trying to do the right things. I'm reading my Bible. I'm saying my prayers before I eat my food. And I'm doing the quote-unquote Christian things. Now, this is how I want my life to work out, sort of like we do with Santa Claus. You know, I'm on the nice list. Here is my Christmas wish list of all the things that I want. And I was treating Jesus that way. This is how I want my life to work out. And I presented it to the Lord and said, here you go, Lord. This is what I want my life to be like. I wanted to be a pharmacist because they made good money. They had a pretty good schedule. You literally can't take your work home with you (laughs) because you'll be breaking the law. So the drugs have to stay in the pharmacy. People aren't going to be calling you all hours of the night asking about work or anything like that. When you leave work, you leave. So it had a lot of appealing features to me. However, I started out with the wrong foundation. I was saying, God, I want my life to work out the way I want it to work out. In essence, I'd become my own idol and I'd said, not your will, but mine be done. But God said, hold on a second. And through a series of all kinds of circumstances, my life began to unravel before my eyes. I had broken relationships. I wasn't doing very well in school because I was trying to work too much in the pharmacy that I worked at. I was working 30 plus hours a week, a full load of school and et cetera, et cetera. I began to not like that area of work in retail pharmacy. It felt like the walls were closing in on me and that pharmacy department kept getting smaller and smaller. And as I walked in, I said, oh no, I'm going to be stuck inside this little box for the next eight hours. What am I going (laughs) going to do with myself? God began to break down my dreams, and my dreams began to unravel. And what I thought were my dreams and my goals and my plans began to fall apart. And yet, through that time, God was working in my heart to bring me to see, who are you living for? Are you living for yourself? Are you living with the Lord in His strength? And I was trying to do it all under my strength, for my glory, for my purposes, for my will, for my future, instead of for the Lord. And so when the Lord got me to that place, it became a beautiful day when I surrendered my life to Him, and He opened up doorways for me to serve Him in ministry. And you know, that's the amazing thing. If I hadn't surrendered to the Lord's will, many times as Christians we think surrender 
is an ugly word. I don't want to give up. But in reality, that surrender was a beautiful day of my life because I realized what God was doing, and I wouldn't be in ministry today. I certainly wouldn't be working with Southwest Radio Ministries. Pastor Greg, I wouldn't be talking to you today. Uh, This book would never have existed. I wouldn't have met my wife. My kids wouldn't exist. And so many other things that God has blessed me with in this life right now that I can praise Him for and I can thank Him for and letting me be able to be used in ministry in any way, shape, or form. None of that would have happened if I had continued to pursue my path instead of God's path. And so when I'm speaking in the conferences, I really want to connect with people. And I I hope that some of that's even coming across now because I feel like uh, what's included in the book and the, the Bible teaching that's included, not because it's my story or my words, but because I lean so heavily on the Word of God. And I hope that that's what helps to encourage people to come and seek out the authentic Jesus in their life. Brother Davis, I appreciate so much your transparency and just hear a a preacher, an evangelist, just talk about life and how to get to where you need to be with God. So grateful, Josh, that you're sharing with us today. So how has it been with fake Jesus? Have people uh, contacted you? Do you have any idea what's happening, what the take is on that? Yeah, I've heard from several individuals who have told me various input, like from certain Christians, I've heard that it's helped them. You know, the first section is really that apologetics side of things. How do we know that Jesus is God? I've heard from Christians who said that really helped them to understand that our faith does have a solid basis. It's as solid as concrete, that we're standing firm upon the rock. And it's immovable. It is true. We haven't believed a lie. We're not living in some deceptive reality. But this is bedrock truth. And so it's helped them to be encouraged in that. I've heard from other Christians who have said that uh, some of the passages help to explain Scripture to them that they had wrestled with for a number of years. And I've heard stories from people even through conferences and things uh, where God has helped them. From a recent conference that we were at, I heard from a, a lady who wrote a letter, sent it to the ministry here at Southwest Radio, just explaining her story. It's tragic, and, and I don't want to betray any confidence by sharing any information uh, that would expose who this individual is. But it certainly spoke to me, and it was really the heart behind why I wanted to get this information out. They grew up in a Christian family. And the lady, as she writes, she says that she went through so much brokenness in her life. Family members were passing away. Relationships were breaking apart around her. And she really wrestled with the question, why? God, why me? Why this? If I've been a good Christian person, shouldn't my life work out for me? And she said that she was able to find some help and find a way forward through reading the book and through the scriptures, really. And I think that that's what it is, because I include so much scripture in the book. And the power, again, is not in my writing ability, but it's simply in the word of God that's included in the book. And many things that encouraged her. And I thank God for the kind of response that we've received to this book, Fake Jesus.
You can get this book, by the way, Fake Jesus, and uh, it has. It's helped lots of people. Great response here at Southwest to the writing of Fake Jesus and all the material therein. SWRC.com, that's where you can get it, or you can call 1-800-652-1144 and learn more about life overall with Fake Jesus. 1-800-652-1144. Has there been one point that has just really stood out? A lot of things discussed here in Fake Jesus from your life to uh, what we should be on the lookout for. Is there anything that really comes out overall in the book? Yes, going back to the letter that was sent to me, I think it asks an important question that digs down into the content of the book like you're talking about, Pastor Greg. She basically just asked, is it possible to know who Jesus is but to continually have to renew it, you know, that uh, there's a, a cycle? My presentation in the book may come across as if it's a linear thing. Okay, I've defeated that fake Jesus. Now I'm on to the next. Now I'm on to the next. No, in reality, it's a constant battle. And Pastor Greg, I know you speak so much about the spiritual warfare that we are in. And we know that one day when we face a certain temptation that we're not like, well, I got lust beat. Now on to the next one. No, the enemy keeps bringing those things around. And so I think that we can even see that spiritual warfare component into what we're talking about here, that it's a growing process that as we're growing in the Lord, we can learn to lean on him more and more and more. It's part of the battle that each one of us faces in our Christian walk with the Lord, that we don't buy into the fakes, but that we see the authentic. And really, that's the analogy that I like to use. Uh, When you're talking about money and you're talking about counterfeit money, they don't study all the counterfeits so that they can figure that out. They study the authentic, the real, the genuine so well, and they come to know the genuine so well that anytime there's a misprint, anytime that there's a counterfeit, the part that doesn't fit in stands out like a sore thumb. And that's my driving goal behind the book is to help people see the real, the authentic, and to fall in love with the real Jesus and to come to know him so well through the Word of God, through the Bible, that all the counterfeits are exposed. And when the counterfeit pops up its head, we can look and we can see, nope, that's not the real Jesus. So that's one of my heart's desires behind this book. On our next program, Josh Davis will share more ways to recognize the fake Jesuses in our lives. Fake Jesus, the new book by Josh Davis, answers the often asked questions, is Jesus God? And if he is God, What kind of God is he? There are some common misconceptions of Jesus that destroy our faith and cost us a vibrant relationship with the genuine Jesus. Part one of his book examines questions like, is Jesus merely a myth? Who did he claim to be? How did he verify his claims? Is he truly God? And part two of the book exposes fake Jesuses, such as the Santa Claus fake Jesus, the business partner fake Jesus, the guilt trip, the cool parent, the political hero, the storm god fake Jesuses. Why are these fakes? How can we find the authentic? Author Josh Davis answers these questions with a blend of personal stories, biblical truth, and apologetic evidence. Order Fake Jesus when you call 1-800-652-1144. That's 1-800-652-1144. You can also order Fake Jesus at our website, 
swrc.com. That's swrc.com. Tomorrow, Josh Davis will return with part two of the series, Fake Jesus. Be sure to tune in on your favorite radio station by downloading our SWRC mobile app or by subscribing to our daily Watchman on the Wall podcast. Watchman on the Wall is a production of Southwest Radio Ministries and has been supported for over 90 years by faithful listeners like you. Visit swrc.com.